I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, can you feel that, Tommy? Magic, it's in the air this week. Magic round. And, geez, talk about a magical performance to get us underway on the Round 10 preview podcast here. Tommy Turbo last week, he just stole the show again for the Seagulls. Yeah, absolutely. We are all, I suppose, off-season. We knew about the injury, but uh, we were waiting with Beta Breath for him to return. And, geez, he set the house on fire ever since he's come back. And the performance the other day, uh, if he didn't have a quiet last 10 to 15 minutes, he was on track to... Uh, probably get the highest ever Supercoach score, so it was quite a remarkable performance. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It seems just always the case. Whenever these players go close uh, to breaking this score, they, they just stop playing almost. It's almost like they know that they, they're they getting close. Um, you know, Obviously, Tommy at the weekend, uh, Pappenhausen against the Broncos earlier in the year. Uh, Teddy last year against the Bulldogs went very, very close. It's yeah, it's It just shows you that scoring... Uh, what is it, 203, 204, whatever the record is, it's it's not easy. And they do have to play the full 80 minutes. Uh, talking about performances, it's it's hard to think that uh, Addo Carr scoring six tries isn't the lead tonight as we get into this podcast. Um, unbelievable performance uh, by the Fox against the Rabbitohs at the weekend. No one could have ever have seen that coming. No, first time for seven years, which just sounds incredible given that I don't know, the amount of good wingers that we've had in the past, even in my lifetime, in the past 25 years, it's amazing that none of them will be able to achieve that. But yeah, six tries against another competition heavyweight in South Sydney, even though they had the injuries, uh, it's still quite amazing. Yeah, I think you mentioned there how long it's been. and I think uh, Alex Johnson got five last year against the Roosters, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think he'd previously had five against the Tigers at ANZ Stadium a few years back. Uh, Pappenhausen with four earlier. Uh, this season before half time, so he could have went on with the job as well. But uh, congratulations to Josh Adokar. And uh, and I was speaking uh, before we started the the podcast here tonight at his break even this week. It's almost tempting enough to get him in. Um, historically speaking, not really a, a player that has been too super coach relevant in the classic game at least. But uh, we'll get into our trade tips a little bit later on. Uh, one man that we won't be trading out or trading in this week, you should already have him, of course, Nathan Cleary. 
uh, proving a dominant force once again for the Panthers. Yeah, well, I ended up captaining him, which I was happy with after Friday night, but then uh, I took the captain off Tom Tarovic, so <laughs> probably ruining that decision a little bit. But yeah, Nathan Cleary just kicks on again, averaging 95 this year now, and he's just the star of the show every week, and he's probably the most influential player in the game, really. Don't want to blow the trumpet, but um, we did have Cleary as our number one draft pick at the start of the year, didn't we? And I think a few eyebrows were raised and, you know, uh, couldn't question, uh, you know, well, why wouldn't you have James Tedesco as number one best player in the game, best player in the world? But it just shows you uh, how important it is to just have a, a player who's so consistent and in that unique position of halfback where the depth is so thin. Um, Cleary is a standout for mine in that position and will be again. Geez, he's only 22, 23 years old, Nathan Cleary. So he could go on for the next, you know, 12, 15 years and just be arguably the best player we've ever seen at this rate anyway uh talking of great players though jason tamalolo geez didn't he come back with a point to prove for the cowboys 71 minutes he turned out against the broncos and uh impressive he scored the match winner as well it was like it was written the script was written for tamalolo in that clash which has always given us so much yeah the cowboys are their stars really stood up in that part in that last 10 minutes uh tamalolo scoring that barnstorming try and then val holmes kicking the field goal but yeah, Tamalolo will be good for our potential owners to see that as he kind of had a rocky start of the year with obviously the injury and big questions surrounding his potential minutes. But 71 minutes, like you said, and a big score, it bodes well. Yeah, I was actually, um, you know, before coming on here, I was just thinking, you know, is now the time to bring in Tamalolo? And I I thought he would have, you know, been down 150K given his lack of minutes. And it's just real shocking to think that that was only his third game this year, um, up to round 10 we are now. And um, yeah, now's not the time, I don't think, to bring in Tamalolo. Give it a couple of more weeks to at least see how those minutes fare because we were told at the start of the year, weren't we, that he was going to play less minutes. Uh, so 71 against the Broncos, it does bode well, as you say there, Tommy. Uh, let's get into this. This is our favourite part of the show. We love this. Our talking points, a big thank you to everyone who's jumped on the Instagram uh, today and we will promise to be a little bit better on our socials this week. Uh, life got in the way as it often does sometimes last week but let's get into these. There are plenty here and hopefully we can get through them all. Uh, Tommy, the first question from Harry Lloyd, a keen listener of the podcast is Harry. He says, TPJ question mark. Uh, I think uh, he scored 63 last week, Pangai Jr. I brought him in. He was one of my two trades last week, and I was pretty impressed with him, not just from a super coach uh, perspective, but I thought he played really well against the Cowboys and showed that sense of leadership and maturity in his performance that has been lacking in recent times or in recent years. At yeah, least. I agree with you there. Uh, he was really impressive the other night. I thought Brisbane as a whole were really impressive despite losing. Him and Payne Haas were the standouts for them. But uh, from a super coach point of view, he does play around 13 the first bye week, which is a plus, but I suppose the break even of uh, 77 could put a few people off, perhaps. Yeah, I think it might. Uh, he does average 70, though, so it's not out of the question. But yeah, I mean, I thought he played quite well the other night and had a negative break even last week or very small break even from memory. So um, that's why we pulled the trigger last week with that right round 13 uh, fixture in mind. Of course, as you say there, he's not playing Origin, so he will feature in an otherwise decimated field in round 13. Next question here. Hopefully that answered that one, Harry. Next question here from Liam. He says, is Ryan Madison a buy? Uh, Tommy, you owned Madison. I think we both did to start the season, and we were very quick to trade him out with news that he was going to miss a couple of weeks with that HIA concern hanging over him. Is now the time to bring Ryan Madison back in, do you think? Yeah, I probably would. Um, I haven't quite finalised my trades this week with a few things pending, but... 
he is definitely someone on my radar. Uh, obviously, the head knocks have been a concern, but I suppose in this game, you just have to take on trust that they'll be okay. He's come back with two scores, two good scores of 60 and then 85 on the weekend. So he is looking good. Um, break even of 64. I probably will pull the trick on him, trigger on him this week personally. Yeah, look, I really want to get him back in. And I think I was concerned about uh, Madison coming back in, what that would do to the scores of Isaiah Papali'i, but um, hasn't shown any negative effects uh, for Isaiah just yet. Another bonus about Madison is plays that round 13, you'd imagine. Uh, they have a favourable fixture that day against the Knights, who haven't been up to scratch to this point of the season, uh, given all their injury concerns. But playing in round 13, uh, trusted performer when he's fit and healthy is Ryan Madison. So plenty of upside there to bringing in uh, Maddo this week. Yeah, you, I don't know if you want to wait another week. Um, he could put on a score against the Warriors this weekend, maybe even uh, scoring a try. We'll have to wait and see. Next question here from Joel Murray. He says, Harry Grant now for Schuster or post-Origin? assume this one was sent through earlier this afternoon before the news of Harry Grant. Uh, he will be out for the next, I think it's two weeks, but um, assume they're going to also do this trade going via Connor Watson uh, to number nine to make this happen. But Harry Grant, Tommy, you're an owner of Harry. Um, advice for for yourself or for others with uh, the Storm number nine in their ranks? Yeah, well, it was disappointing the news today because he was pretty good on the weekend. But then obviously now with the two-week injury, they're saying, and then into Origin, which he will be involved in, uh, he's probably a hard person to get into your team at the moment. I'm probably thinking of trading him out tonight. But, yeah, I probably wouldn't be uh, going after him just yet, no. It's quite tough, isn't it, though? I mean, um, these big names that you know that you want to be finishing your season with, like Harry Grant, like David Fafita, who, of course, as we record this tonight, is at the judiciary. Yeah, I mean, Origin's only a couple of weeks away, isn't it? So you have to factor in the fact that they're missing weeks, plus they're going to miss more weeks with rep duties. And uh, coming back from that, how the body holds up, will they be rested? Uh, Plenty to consider, but yeah, I wouldn't be going to Harry Grant at the moment, uh, hold on to Schuster. I mean, he's been dynamic and uh, chance of scoring a try this weekend against the Broncos, you'd imagine. Tommy, here's one for us. As Johnson, again, we mentioned Harry's a keen listener, so too is As. He says, can we talk about how you say brain totally wrong? <laughs> this is my favorite question of the year. Well, it's not even a question. Well, it is, but it's more of a statement with the exclamation mark there. But I don't know. I think you're a little bit flamboyant <laughs> in your pronunciation, but I'll let you off the hook because I know how much of a job he's done for you in our draft comp. He's pretty much put you up the top of that, so I'll let you off the hook. Look, I think it's, um, you know, Brain's a bit of a personality, and I think he, he likes to have fun out on the field. You, you saw that vision of him last week when they're up by plenty and he catches himself on the big screen and he just, you know, pulling his um, best uh, Zoolander impersonation, whatever it is, and he's just... He's just a character in our game. I love characters in the game. Um, so Brent Oil is uh, he's really taking the world by storm. And he is on the cusp of origin as well. So wait and see whether or not he makes his rep debut this year for New South Wales at least. Dane Adams says, if you don't have Tommy Turbo, is your year over? Well, given the fact that uh, Tommy's just made a dramatic price rise, he's gone up 165k already this season. He feels like he's only just come back out of uh, that injury concern, which he has. But uh, is the year over if you don't have Tommy Turbo? Uh, it's not over, but it's slipping. I think you got to get him in. I know you're saying the price rise has happened, but break even a 15, 
it's still very low and the ship hasn't quite sailed yet. He's just such a good player. He's the best super coach player in the comp at the moment, I would think. He's a one-man team for Manly and he's really fixture-proof. It doesn't matter who they come up against. He's going to do all the work for that team and I think you just have to have him at the moment. He just scores so well because he is so influential in their attack. If he's not breaking the line himself, he's often... Uh, laying on those line break assists. We saw it at the weekend for Jason Saab. He scored a hat-trick. Four try assists, two tries in one match. I think there was you know, something on Fox Sports uh, on the commentary throughout the game that only a handful of players had done it, and Andrew Johns was one of them. So um, if you're up there with you know, in the same breath as the Immortals, not saying Tommy's on that path, but he very well could be um, the way he's playing. And he's still so young as well. I think he's only 22, 23 years old as well. Uh, Tommy Turbo, he made his debut so young. It's um, often uh, we often forget how young these guys still are. Mike Clark uh, says, "Is Grant a must uh, at this price?" Again, assuming uh, this was sent in earlier this morning before news of Harry's uh, you know, extended break on the sideline was uh, came to light. So we will bypass that one. We've already spoken about it a little bit. Another one here from Lil Newt X says, trade in Tyson Gamble to make some money. Tommy, I know you love gambling to make money. Will you be bringing in Tyson this week? Uh, I do like gambling. You, you're correct on that. But uh, when it comes to Mr. Tyson Gamble, I don't know. You, you can't – it's not a bad shout given a really low break even in the negatives. And he seems to have that uh, number seven for Brisbane lockdown. And he's only 180. 86k so look you could go to him if you want Sam Walker's up around 600 now so you could go from him to Tyson if you wanted but look I don't know uh does Tyson Gamble have much job security really Sam Walker's a proven star already I'm probably just going to stick with uh Walker and Cleary as my two sevens yeah I think uh I mean it depends who you've got at your five eighth so it's, I mean we do answer these questions without much knowing but uh looking at Gamble's fixtures here the next few weeks obviously the Seagulls this weekend at Magic Round then into the Roosters, then into the Storm. So it's not the easiest three-week little block there. And then, of course, he does play the uh, bye week round 13, if he's still in the team, that is. And I do say that with, you know, I guess the utmost caution because Kevin Walters has already proven this year that he is um, not hesitant and chopping and changing his halves combinations. So I know Gamble's doing a job at the moment. And they do look much improved, I think, with that combination of Gamble at seven and Milford there at six. Uh, but whether or not he survives through to round 13, we don't know. Um, your guess is as good as mine, Tommy. Uh, one more question here through via the DMs. Uh, friend of the show, Matt Hooper. Uh, he's a keen player, is Matty Hooper, and uh, he, he's going quite well. I think he's scored upwards of 1,400 the past two weeks, so I've been told. He says here, question, uh, this is a good one for you, Tommy, here with a, a Raiders vibe to this one. Ricky Stewart, the madman, his name Starling at 9 and Hodgson at 14. Uh, how do you see this playing out? Does Starling have his minutes slashed in half, or do the Raiders really want to see Hodgson flaccid attacking options again? He doesn't miss their Matty. Uh, the Raiders, uh, they continue to struggle, Tommy. I think it's five losses on the bounce. Um, how does this work with both Hodgson and Starling going forward? Yeah, look, it's a really good question. As a fan, honestly, I don't know because Hodgson, I've been a bit skeptical about his injury given a lot of the off-field rumours and innuendo surrounding his future at Canberra. But he is obviously named this week on the bench. You'd have to think he'd play a fair few minutes being the sort of uh, influential player he is. I would say that that would cut Starling's minutes down. I'm not sure Starling really is an 80-minute hooker, but um, 
yes, I do think it's a negative impact for Starling, but maybe not terminal, given that uh, Hodgson, maybe his future doesn't really lie at Canberra anyway. Yeah, I'm looking at this here, and I think, you know, uh, two players here that probably aren't so super coach classic relevant, at least. This is probably more of a draft uh, a question that lends itself to the game of draft. Uh, Raiders here this week have a great fixture against the Doggies, although <laughs> given the Raiders' form, this might not be no easy game for the Raiders. But after that, round 11, uh, they play the Melbourne Storm, and then they'll take on the Sydney Roosters. So... Uh, and of course, not playing that round 13 bye week. So not an easy run of fixtures after uh, this little game against the Dogs at Suncorp this weekend. So yeah, I mean, it's a wait and see. I think the Raiders need something. Um, they obviously haven't been performing with Starling there while Hodgson's been out. So uh, yeah, five losses on the bounce. Maybe it's time that uh, things get shaken up for the Raiders. That wraps us up uh, for our talking points for this week at least. Hopefully that's been of some assistance to those who've got their questions in. Of course, we encourage you to do so again next Tuesday uh, heading into round 11. Tommy, let's talk round 10 though before we jump too far ahead. Magic round as we said at the top of the show and uh, wonderful weekend it will be. Uh, gets underway on Friday, of course. No Thursday night game with the Tigers up against the Knights. Two sides which have disappointed for much of the 2021 season. But the Knights uh, building off that win against the Raiders. They'll look to make it a couple of wins in the row here against the Tigers who have made a move, which is just, you know, <laughs> left us scratching our heads. Adam Dewey moved from 5-8 into the centre. Yeah, what he's doing there, honestly. Um I haven't seen one person today since the team list were announced that has come out and said that's a good move. Um, I, I don't know what Madge has seen there. Dewey has been the only really shining light. Other, probably him and Dane Laurie have been the only shining lights for the Tigers this year. And now he's moving to the centres in places in by. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, but we'll see what happens. It's a bit of an interesting fixture to kick off Magic Ground. Um, not really sure who wins the game. Probably Newcastle, but uh, you wouldn't trust them, as as you probably agree with me. But um, yeah, which way are you leaning here? Yeah, look, uh, it's hard to look past the Knights, just given the form that the Tigers have shown. And I was willing to take the Tigers. This is going to sound funny, but on trust last weekend against the Titans, I thought that they might uh, be able to hold them out, but they couldn't. Um, always look likely there towards the back end, but time just uh, beat them and uh, couldn't run down that big league, which the, the Titans built at Campbelltown. Looking at this team list, though, some interesting ins here. Jock Madden comes in in jersey 14. Sean Bloor also uh, onto the interchange bench as well, which sees popular super coach pick Stefano Utukamanu uh, relegated to the reserves. So too Jake Simpkins. So a bit of carnage there for classic players. Uh, Adam Dewey to the centers, as we've mentioned. Moses and Bai in the halves. I don't know if this is the way that they'll run out on Friday night. I think Jock Madden's in line to start this game. Um, don't really see the way they get him into the game otherwise. Uh, Jacob Little has shown at the start of the year that he's capable of playing 80 minutes. So uh, well, I know we say here that Madge has lost his mind, but maybe it's a case of uh, Mbai back to the bench, uh, Madden to start in the halves. We'll wait and see how that plays out. But uh, all in all here, I think the Knights looking far too good. And Kalen Ponger, uh, as he's shown in recent times, uh, he is really proving a, a pod there in that fullback slot alongside the likes of Tommy Turbo. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, of course, has been injured. Teddy's on the slide. So, Kalen Ponga, not the worst shout there uh, at that fullback no, slot. No, I've got him in my team at the moment in uh, my reserve fullback slot. And really, the other day, 
summed up his uh, ability really he only played well for about 30 minutes against Canberra and he got a ton so like that just proves how influential influential he can be in a game and there's just so many good fullback options but he is another one of them just back onto the Tigers for a sec it is disappointing personally to see Simpkin dropped out of the side I put him in in place of Little a few weeks back but we did kind of say at the time that Madge likes to chop and change and Simpkin I think only got three or four games so he was out pretty quick. Yeah it might be a case of just giving the young fella a rest and then bringing him back in a couple of weeks time. Uh, Dewey to the centres though I don't want to harp on about it but it's a real negative move for mine. I think it's just you know they're, they're obviously throwing him there uh, in the Tigers right centre role to mark up on Bradman best which otherwise would have been a bit of a mismatch I think if uh, Bradman was running at Moses and by again we saw this a little bit last week when Luciano moved to mark David for feeder uh, Luciano uh, he regularly plays on the other side of the field so Madge isn't against moving his team around to combat his opposition but for mine that kind of says that um, you know they're more worried about saving points and scoring them and uh, when they can't save the points like they conceded 36 last week so yeah in all sorts are the Tigers at this point so yeah as you say there at the top Tommy the Knights probably the way to go there if you are having a play this weekend uh, the Seagulls against the Broncos on Friday night uh, a home game, funnily enough, for the Seagulls. I know this is Suncorp Stadium for everyone, of course, but the Broncos, they still get to play at Suncorp, and it's an away game for them, so a little bit of a bonus for the Broncos. The Tommy Turbo Show, will it roll on here against Kevy's Broncos? Look, you'd be a brave man to doubt him. Uh, nice dry track up there. Looks sunny all three days for Magic Ground, so we should see a lot of points at a venue which usually sees a lot of points, Suncorp Stadium, and this game just screams points, to be, to be honest. Seagulls can't really defend, but they have great attack. And Brisbane have shown a lot of defensive deficiencies in the past 18 months. So it looks like a really entertaining game on paper and uh, probably a good one for Supercoach. Yeah, I'd expect plenty of points to flow in this one. Uh, looking at these uh, outside backs here and players which uh, will contribute to the overall points, Jason Saab, he's starting to find his feet at the Seagulls and uh, owned now by 22% of all teams, a negative break-even of 23 again this week. Uh, a try wouldn't be out of the question here. He's in try-scoring form. When he was at the Dragons, I actually never realized how quick this guy is. Um, he's always had his wraps on, you know, his leaping abilities and catching the ball in the air, but, geez, hasn't he proven his um, ability to spin the wheels already this season? And uh, no doubt he'd think he'd be in line for another four-pointer this weekend if the past few weeks or anything to go by Jason Saab. Uh, break even there, as you say, negative 23. Jermaine Sarko, what a star he's been for the Broncos already this year from a super coach point at least. Minus 15. Xavier Coates, he's doing a job on the wing as well. Minus 10 break even. So if you're playing uh, for the break evens, looking to make a bit of cash before the origin window, uh, they're probably your best bets alongside Tyson Gamble with that break-even of negative 48, uh, as we've already said there, Tommy. Moving on, though, and Saturday afternoon, it's Tommy's Raiders up against uh, Trent Barrett's Bulldogs and notable team changes here for the Doggies. They've dropped Kyle Flanagan, who was um, obviously upset with that decision at this morning's press conference. Uh, some team news, though, for the Raiders. Plenty of outs here as well. Jordan Rapana out for the Raiders. Uh, Tarpane and Sutton all injured. Uh, some changes here for your side, Tommy. How do you see this one playing out? The Raiders, they just need to find these two points. Yeah, it's probably the worst game of the weekend for a neutral. Uh, we're just going awfully in the dogs. Jeez, they were pathetic on Sunday against the Dragons. The Dragons didn't do much, and they still won by 20. So, yeah, this fixture doesn't really uh, give you much 
I guess, inspiration or anything. Canberra should win. If we don't win this week, well, there's serious issues with uh, Melbourne and the Roosters the next two weeks. Uh, but, yeah, but from a super coach point of view, not really a lot doing here. Luke Thompson continues to perform well. I think he got another 60-plus the other day. He's been a really, really good, uh, I guess, point of difference in that slot. Yeah, he was at a you know handy uh, handy price a couple of weeks back. Uh, I think he was around the 430k mark um, just a couple of weeks ago. He's managed to bump that price up uh, closer to 500,000 now. Averages a solid 67 uh, with a 55 base. So you can't go uh, you can't go wrong there with Thompson in either the front row forward or the second row forward slot. Of course, dual position player he is. Uh, otherwise, here though, uh, Hudson Young back into the starting side, Hodgson on the bench as we've already spoken about, but uh, wait and see how that plays out closer to kickoff with Tom Starling named to start in jersey number nine. The Sharks and the Rabbitohs are the next game on Saturday evening and both sides got beaten by, well one got beaten by 48, the other by 50. None of them scored a point last week, so how do we see this one playing out, Tommy? Did the Rabbitohs just bounce back? Does class prevail or could we be in for a bit of an upset here in Magic Ground? No, I think class will prevail. I don't know what's going on with the Sharks. Uh, they've just completely lost the plot. They look like they pretty much give up as soon as they let in a few tries. I suppose without a proper coach and a lot of their players off contract, that was, I guess, bound to happen. Uh, South were obviously pretty ordinary the other night, but they got beaten by a class team and they had probably a lot of excuses with the injuries. So you'd have to go with South. Uh, do you see a way out of this hole for Cronulla personally? Mate, it's sad, to be honest. Um, I think Johnny Morris was obviously hard done by and they made that call. They probably pulled the trigger earlier than they had to because, um, you know, to save their own blushes down there at Cronulla that obviously wanted to go in a different direction from next year onwards. But how do you justify that at the end of the year when the coaches guided them to a third straight final series? You probably can't. So, yeah, it's disappointing, to be honest, as someone who, you know, holds a very soft spot for this club. But, um, I mean, you look at this team, they just look like... Uh, I don't want to say that they're washed, but I mean, you look at this team, it's just the New South Wales Blues of 2017. Josh Dugan, Matt Moylan, Aaron Woods. Uh, Woodsy's defensive effort last week through the middle against the Panthers uh, kind of just summed up everything that the Sharks have shown in the past, you know, months since Morris has been moved on. So, you know, really disappointing. Team news here for the Rabbitohs. Adam Reynolds has been named to come back and partner Benji Marshall in the halves and Cody Walker again at fullback. Uh, disappointing last weekend for uh, Cody, scored just 16 and looked all out of sorts at fullback. So uh, he'll be hoping that Latrell Mitchell uh, can come back fit and firing next weekend from his suspension. Hard to see anything but a Rabbitohs win here, as you've already touched on there, Tommy. But uh, maybe Andrew Fafita is the tonic for the Sharks. He won them that premiership, of course, with that uh, you know remarkable try he scored way back in 2016. And he's back in this team. So a familiar face for the Sharks and maybe proves a little bit of inspiration for this side, which needs a whole lot of it. I'm not, Yeah, I'm not sure what, you, what to expect from Fafita because he hasn't been injured this year. He just hasn't been getting picked. So he obviously isn't training the house down. Um, probably do a few good runs on... Saturday night and then give away a few penalties would be my prediction. But um, <laughs> just on South again, like you said, Cody Walker, I'm not sure he's a fullback really. So I think everyone is really desperate to get Latrell back into the South team and get their spine back intact. And also Damian Cook, I did sell him last week, but uh, another just 40 points on Thursday night against Melbourne. 
if this if there was ever a game to get him back in form, I think it's this one against Cronulla. So I really need to see a big score from him. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Damien Cook, um, we've already mentioned there uh, how soft the Sharks were through the middle last week and really paved the way for the Panthers to capitalise out wide. Um, if Damien Cook's ever going to find some form before Ocean, which you think he would, being the class player that he is, uh, this could be a good fixture for him to get the ball rolling. The Roosters and the Cowboys, they round us out on Saturday night and uh, really not too much to mention here uh, in terms of team news, of course. Drew Hutchinson's out with those broken ribs and the punctured lung, which sees Lockie Lamb come back in, but otherwise uh, not too many changes here for the Roosters. Love the fact that Jared Warrior Hargraves retains his starting spot here. Obviously did last week uh, after Lindsay Collins went down the week prior with that ACL and uh, I'm not going to get into our trades just yet, but if we are talking trades and uh, ones that we are keeping an eye on this week or the weeks coming, I really like the look of Jared Warrior Hargraves here. Scored 60 plus, I think it was 67 or maybe 65, 67, whatever it is, uh, last week against the Eels, of course, out there at Bank West. Played really, really well. All of those points coming in base stats as well, which is even more encouraging for potential owners. Uh, priced at about uh, 375k here from memory. So plenty of upside here to a rep player with, um, you know, in a good team still that will play top eight footy. Uh, they're going to be winning games, and Hargraves for mine is someone definitely on the watch list. Yep, I like the shout. I think obviously it's come after Lindsay Collins uh, did his ACL, and obviously you don't wish injury on any player, but that has really helped uh, JWH. He becomes, I guess, the sole leader of that forward pack, and that he's going to be better for that from a super coach point of view. Uh, they just keep finding reserves, I guess. So Roosters, they seem to get another injury every week. Last week was Hutchison and in comes Lockie Lamb. It'd be interesting to see Lamb and Walker's uh, combination, I guess, two pretty young halves. Don't know don't know how that one will go, but we'll wait and see. For the Cowboys, I guess the story is Tamalolo and just keep monitoring him and hope that he plays big minutes. Yeah, we'll sit back and wait on Tamalolo this week at least. I think could be some big moves coming in the week's Ahead with, uh, we've already mentioned Ryan Madison earlier in this podcast, but uh, Taumalolo as well. These big names, historically at least, which have served us so well at that 2RF slot. Already mentioned Sam Walker there, Tommy. Uh, a break even of 19 again this week, so he's already grown his stocks by $425,000. Can you believe that? Uh, that looks to go up again this weekend if he can churn out another big score, which he just seems to be able to do. Uh, Tupanua again, the only negative break even here, and I know he's been a player probably traded out and in or in and out a couple of times uh, already this year. Big chance of scoring a try again this week. He loves to find this, uh, the try line. So too Matt Ikevalu, who's impressed in Brett Morris's absence. Uh, relatively low break even of just 19 this week. And uh, given the fact that Morris was such a prolific try scorer and had been on that Roosters right wing, Tommy, is Ikevalu... At his price, $497,000. Is he a viable option going forward? I know uh, Sam Walker loves those big Harbour Bridge balls left to right towards the wing of Ikevalu and a proven finisher. He scored a hat-trick last week. Uh, he just knows how to find his way to the line. Yeah, he's never let anybody down, and I think Trent Robertson likes that about him. Obviously, he's had the option of Suali all year to come in with all his injuries, but he's stuck solid with Ikevalu, who's been a reliable person. And a break-even of only uh, 20 I think everything you've just mentioned there, he he's a pretty decent option if you're looking uh, looking for a rooster. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest um, 
Well, I wouldn't say don't get him in this week. I mean, it's a favourable fixture against the Cowboys. They do concede a lot of points. Uh, do Todd Payton's men. Uh, next week, the week after that, they have the Broncos. Uh, they're no stonewall defence either. And then they're into the, uh, bear with me here, the Raiders uh, the weekend before the Origin break. They don't play round 13, which is a slight knock on Ikevalu at this stage. Uh, but otherwise, pretty handy next three weeks. Uh, the three-week three, three week, uh, block after Origin isn't so favourable. They have the Titans, then the Panthers, uh, then the Storm. Uh, but otherwise, they play round 17 and have a pretty good run home. So if he is locking down that right-wing spot, which we expect him to do. You have mentioned Suwali there, though. Tommy, uh, he would have been pretty confident or, or at least hopeful of getting a, a debut last weekend in that game against the Eels. So he's quite close. It's hard for him to break into this team, though. They do have some proven performers and some out-and-out stars in the jerseys 1-5, to five, and that's where he has to play. So he just has to wait his time a little bit longer, does Suwali. Yeah, I'm not sure when he's going to get a run because, like you said, it did kind of... It kind of set up for him this week, but uh, I think now, I guess with Lamb and Walker, if one of if Lamb doesn't perform, maybe they'll look at Manu at six, and then Suwali comes in. But also, you have Origin coming up, and Teddy and possibly even Tupo will be involved in Origin, so that could uh, definitely open the door for Suwali. Yeah, good shout, and I think that's why at the start of the year the Roosters pushed so hard to have him uh, eligible to play. Of course, his 18th birthday, not until August from memory. So uh, still just 17 years of age. What about this young crop of talent, though? We've already mentioned Walker and Suwali there. And uh, Reese Walsh, another one who we'll get to in, in just a moment's time. Of course, the Warriors taking on the Eels in the next fixture here on the start of the Sunday afternoon footy. Reese Walsh, another one. Um, just these out-and-out superstars, and they're only you know barely on their pee plates. Uh, it's pretty impressive from all of these Yeah, types. when you see... Blokes seven years younger than you ripping up. Uh, you know you, you haven't made it. Uh, <laughs> your chance is gone. No, but it's it's really impressive. This is the best best like crop of young players I've ever seen. So yeah, it's it's great to watch. Couple of questions through our via our story last week around Reese Walsh and was he a buy or you know should we wait and see a couple of weeks more at least. Uh, pretty disappointing, I think, the fact that he didn't start last weekend for the Warriors. As soon as he came on, he had an impact against Manly. Scored a try, played really, really well, and has that uh, sense of X factor about him as well. So uh, how he gets into this team, the starting team at least, running on and going forward, uh, really, really interesting to see how that one plays out. Uh, the Yields, though, they do look pretty strong here in this game. Yeah, those who uh, brought in Maker C, they would have been a little bit disappointed after his uh, good run of try-scoring uh, efforts against, of course, the Broncos and then the Bulldogs. Uh, just 14 points he scored last week, so... Uh, I guess that's uh, everything the CTW position stands for, uh, those big scores, but then, of course, those very, very low floors. Break-evens in this game, uh, Benny Murdoch, Masilla are minus five, Reese Walsh are minus two. Uh, Reese Walsh already uh, has made $57,000, but he's just in that highly populated position of fullback, Tommy. It's hard to really get him in, even though he is making cash, because... Uh, not playing big minutes, it's hard to really see him breaking into this starting team unless there is an injury because uh, the 1, the 6, the 7 are all playing so well. Yeah, I'm not sure what Nathan Brown does here because, like you say, like, he's playing really well and he looked great when he came on the other day against Manly, but Nicarima and Harris DeVita look a pretty solid halves combination and then I don't think they can get rid of RTS at the back. So 
look, I, I don't know where he slots in, but and like you say, fullback is pretty stacked, so it's probably hard to get him into your into your classic side. Uh, just on the Eels, while we're talking about the game, I'd just like to talk about Papalihi again. Uh, my weekly admiration of him. Hasn't scored the past two weeks, hasn't scored a try the past two weeks, and he's still got 125 and 97. He averages 90 for the year, and this is a bloke who we barely even spoke about preseason. So it's quite amazing. And break even, still only 60. He gets that easy every week. I think you almost have to have him in your team at this point. <laughs> who would have thought, hey? And I know we've already mentioned there's a. Uh you know, the, the out-and-out young talents, young superstars in this game, and uh, of course the 18-year-olds, but then also the, the young guns in Cleary and Travojevic. Isaiah Papali is only 22 years old himself. He's already played 63 first-grade games, of course, for, for the Warriors. That was another nine for the Eels already this season. So one of these names that has really snuck up on us this year. But if you were good enough to find him or lucky enough to bring him in, uh, particularly in draft competitions towards the start of the year, um, a big, big tick for mine was his 56 or 54 in pure base points in round one against the Broncos. Came in off the bench and just did his job and did it very, very well. Of course, uh, found his way onto that edge with Madison's absence and has never looked back. So... Yeah, almost a must. And that price, as you say there, Tommy, just continues to grow. He's made a stack of cash, and uh, there's no sign of letting up anytime soon for Isaiah Papali'i. What about the form, though, of Bryce Cartwright, Tommy? He's just that real super sub and showing that form, which he did a couple of years back at the Panthers when he really started to make a name for himself. Yeah, he's another surprise packer for Para. Um, Like you said, a few years ago, he was the next big thing, I guess. Everyone had him playing Origin for the next 10 years, and then he just seemed to go right off the rails. I think he had a few off-field issues as well, which didn't didn't help with that situation. But yeah, the last couple of weeks, he's found really incredible form. I'm not sure if many people would really own him, but uh, he's a good good feel-good story, I suppose. Yeah, he's really starting to find his feet there and uh, looks settled off the field. And obviously that's translating to good performances on it. A Sunday afternoon footy, the Storm and the Dragons, that middle game, uh, the meat and the sandwich, if you like. Um, geez, I was very disappointed. Ryan Pappenhausen is still another week away, or at least we think. He's been named in Jersey 19, which if you're holding Pappenhausen is an absolute nightmare given that this game is so late in the week. Uh, Nico Hines, again, will obviously play fullback uh, if that is the case, if he is to sit out. Riley Jacks in at 5'8", with Munster out. Kenny Bromwich named it hooker, which is a little bit surprising for mine, uh, given Harry Grant's absence as well. So a bit of a makeshift Melbourne Storm team here against the Dragons, who probably don't deserve to be that outside price, which they are, of course, on topsport.com.au. It's, uh, it's a long quote here, Tommy, but... Uh, you think that they're going to paint this one a little bit closer than what the bookies have them to be. $5.50 head-to-head, the line at 16.5, which is uh, looks big given those outs for the Storm. Yeah, it is a huge line. Um, if you just look at the spine on paper, Hines, Jacks, Hughes, Bromwich, that's it's not really uh, great quality. I know Melbourne Storm just seemed to find a way no matter who's in the team, but that is uh, it's a questionable spine, you'd have to say. And Dragons, they're not going great. You'd have to, you'd have to put that throw that in the mix when you're considering having a bet so look i'm not going to declare the dragons can cover the line but i do think it's a pretty big price uh, head to head for sure yeah it's a far cry from that spine which 
won that grand final last year, isn't it? Pappenhausen, Munster, Hugh Smith, uh, of course, a future immortal. Uh, break-evens here, Matt Fiangai, I think it is. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologise. Uh, Brent says sorry as well. Uh, minus 46 is Matty. Uh, Adoko, we've already touched on, a minus 21. His brother, Max Fiangai, at minus 8. Uh, Nico Hines, hasn't he been a star? I've, you know, again, not blowing the trumpet, but uh, brought Nico in a couple of weeks back and has made plenty of dollars and negative break even here of minus 3. Uh, more money on the way for Nico Hines' owners, you'd expect. Uh, Corey Norman again, 14. He's been playing some good footy. Corey is leading this Dragons side around uh, from a point-scoring perspective, at least without Zach Lomax there uh, kicking goals. So, yeah, I'm expecting uh, plenty of points in this one. Uh, the Storm, probably too good, too classy in the end. Uh, we'll be getting the win. But uh, the Dragons, uh, Dufty, you know, in some good form as well. So uh, wouldn't write them out completely. Uh, last game, finishing us off on Sunday night, a later kickoff here. The Titans and the Panthers. The Panthers, they're looking to make this, I don't even know, how many wins in a row or out of their last 25 is this or whatever it is. The stat is unbelievable. Regular season games, they're almost unbeatable. Uh, yeah, looking here at the teams, Kirk Capewell, a big out for Supercoach players, uh, expecting him to be one of the most traded out this week. Uh, Mitch Kenny, Paul Momorowski, Robert Jennings, all back in the extended squad. And for the uh, Titans, the big news, of course, around David Fafita. Will he be able to line up in this one, given his trip to the judiciary tonight? Uh, we record this. We don't know yet whether or not Fafita will be there at the weekend. How much does Fafita's influence have on this team Tommy uh can he make it a contest if he turns up yeah I think they can I think it's a little sneaky danger game for Penrith perhaps um not declaring the Titans by any means but I do think they can give him a little bit of a run for their money I suppose with Fafita a lot of things do hinge on him both from the Titans point of view but also a lot of super coaches will be uh watching closely to see what happens tonight uh would you be holding him if he does get the two-week suspension? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? Um, you know, the fact that the that Origin is just around the corner as well, so two weeks, if he's missing rounds 10 and 11, he has one game before uh, Origin. Of course, he will be picked for the Maroons, so he won't play round 13. Uh, coming back then, they have the Roosters and then the Seagulls, uh, who are finding some form themselves, so... Yeah, not an easy run of uh, games after Origin. He might even be rested after Origin, given how explosive he is and how physically demanding uh, that rep fixture is. So to answer your question there, Tommy, would I be holding him for two weeks? Uh, depends when you brought him in, I think. If you were one of the latecomers to the Fafita party like myself, I probably would. Uh, if you had him early doors and you've made your cash and you can afford to sell him off for a Papali'i, or a Ryan Madison, or an Angus Crichton if you don't hold, or uh, James Fisher-Harris, Tavita Pangai Jr., some of these names that will be playing throughout that origin window, uh, I would be looking that way, I think. But uh, for myself personally, given that I only brought him in, I think it was a fortnight ago, I will be holding him. I just think there's too much upside, and I do want to be finishing off the year with David Fafita in this team. Tommy, that wraps us up for round 10 of course let's get into our trades here of course a, a lot of this will depend on that result of Fafita at the judiciary tonight as we go to air we don't know so uh, I will preface this by saying uh, I have done mine but this might be subject to change if Fafita is cleared or suspended at the judiciary tonight so have you settled on your trades for this week yet Tommy? Uh, I have but there is an asterisk obviously with the Fafita 
uh, decision still pending. If he is suspended, I'm going to get rid of him with Origin looming. I'm going to go to Ryan Madison, who we talked up earlier in the podcast. And then also, I have a bit of a problem at uh, Hooker. I've got Harry Grant and Jake Simpkin both aren't playing this week, so I need to make a change there. I've got a bit of extra cash, so I'm going to go from Simpkin. Probably going to go to Jaden Braley, just because he's so reliable and he's break even's relatively low and I just know I know what I'm going to get from him so I'm happy with that yeah make some good points there of course uh Braley he's he's really gone from one of those mid-rangers at uh, the start of the year around 350k from memory uh or thereabouts and now well up over five hundred thousand dollars so he's made some good points uh made some good cash rather and scoring plenty of points along the way an average of 74.4 if you don't mind uh yeah I've settled on mine again as we say they're pending this for feed and use tonight uh, I've made these trades on the proviso that he is playing this week uh, and a bit of a reshuffle here as well. But in short, uh, I've brought in Corey Norman and Dylan Edwards, two very, very left field trades here on paper at least uh, for Damian Cook out and Kurt Capewell out. Uh, I've had enough of Damian Cook. You said it last week, Tommy. Damian Cook is cooked. Uh, origin around the corner as well. So too the case for Kurt Capel there for the Panthers. He's missing this week. And I do think he will be playing Origin given what he showed in that arena last year. Uh, so Edwards is in at the back, which sees Hines shift to that CTW slot to cover uh, the exits of Capewell. Corey Norman uh, goes into the backup six slots alongside uh, Connor Watson, who bumps up to that backup hooker role. So a bit of uh, reshuffling there. Uh, reasons why I've done this, uh, Corey Norman, of course, kicking goals, uh, scoring well while Zach Lomax is out of this team, will play round 13 as well. Uh, Dragons, they have a very good run in the next six weeks Uh on paper at least. Of course, the Storm this weekend, but they're a weakened side with all those outs which we've mentioned. Uh, Then the Dragons have the Sharks, the Tigers, the Broncos, the Bulldogs, uh, the Raiders, and the Warriors. That gets us up to round 17. So some high-scoring fixtures there on paper at least for Corey Norman and co. there at the Dragons. And Dylan Edwards just missed a consistent, uh, the ever-reliable there at the back for the Panthers. Uh, happy to play with him at that slot the next few weeks, and he won't be playing Origin. Uh, Dylan Edwards won't be in those squads, and the Panthers take on. Uh, they have a pretty good run as well, of course. Uh, tough game this week against the Titans, maybe. Uh, then into the Rabbitohs, which couldn't be tough as well, but then throughout the Origin window, uh, the Bulldogs, they have the Tigers in round 13, and then the Sharks uh, the week after. So. Uh, for as long as the Panthers are winning games and they're scoring plenty of points, Dylan Edwards will be scoring well on Supercoach as well, backing up Tommy Turbo there at the FLB slot. So they're the two trades I've done this week, Tommy. It's been a bit of a mouthful and we've gone on forever here tonight. But uh, yeah, uh, plenty to look forward to this weekend in Magic Round. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of wish I was going up. I think we had sort of plans to go up, but they fell through a little bit. So it's a little bit disappointing. It, w- it looks like a really good week. Obviously, eight great games and as I said before, the sun looks to be shining for all three days, so looking forward to uh, finding room on the couch and just watching it. Hopefully uh, the sun is shining on your Supercoach team if you are listening to this. Uh, take all of our trade tips with a pinch of salt, as we say. We do this for a bit of fun. Uh, of course, uh, stay tuned to our socials at Supercoach365. Uh, we will be better this week, and we will post our trade 
tips or at least our team updates heading into round 10. Tommy, a big thank you to you. A big thank you to all of our listeners as well. And a big thank you to topsport.com.au supporting us throughout 2021 and beyond. We'll put up our uh, mock over or under lines on our Instagram story on Thursday morning. Stay tuned for that as well. Uh, Until next time, a big thank you. Good luck with your team this weekend. Magic round. How good is it? Uh, Have a beer for us at the weekend as well. Uh, We'll chat to you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.